Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Today, we are making first contact with the band Contact, an absolutely brand new band from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's super rad, and I think you're going to dig it. There's members of From in there. There's members of Traveler in there. And, you know, both of those bands have been on the Metal Forge before. So please check the archives. Find their episodes. Give them a listen. Because it's fucking cool, right? That's what I thought. But before we get into talking with those guys, I want to take a minute here and say, here we are, a new year, a new Metal Forge. I'm going to start talking about some of the stuff that's going on in my life personally. So... As a lot of you know, who who know me personally and listen to the show, I've been in the pest control industry for the last six or so years. Uh, And I left uh, the auto parts industry for that. I recently just started a new job back in parts again. So with that, there may be some changes coming from the postings of said stuff. 
like not necessarily the show will always come out at noon eastern on fridays until you know somebody says hey dude why don't you do it at like midnight on friday and you know so when we wake up in the morning we already have it there instead of waiting until noon so i always send on instagram a hype post to everybody on my feed and i post in the stories as you know and I usually do that about 10.30 in the morning Eastern Time. So with this new job, I probably won't be able to do that because I'll be in an office setting for most of the day. And that may change. That may come earlier in the morning. It may go later at, in, in the afternoon. You know, it might be a 4 or 5 o'clock post now to where the show has already been out. And it be just as a reminder saying, hey, don't forget check out this week's show with such and such. So that stuff's going to change. The hype posts that, that come out on Sundays will always be that as well. So onward and upward, it's a, it's a positive change for my life, honestly. Uh, mental health really means a lot. And anybody out there who is not in the best place that they need to be with their work environment, try to get in the place you need to be. You know, because mental health means a lot. Don't run yourself into the dirt because of a job or anything like that. So, hell yeah. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, the It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. I am going to keep this super short and super sweet this week because I want to get into the episode with this awesome new band, Contact. So, this is from the first Contact EP. This is Ancient Malice. <laughs>
since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, metalheads, this is a treat because just here recently, you know, within the last week, we have made first contact with the band Contact. They crash landed in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and I have the alien and unknown with me today. Guys, what's going on? Greetings. Hello. How Dude, you doing? I am doing fairly well. How about you guys? Yeah, we're doing good. Fucking... It's pretty chilly out it there. It's fucking right. cold out. Worth I, it. I was going to say something about how, because I'm from Louisville and it's getting really cold here, but it's nothing compared to what you guys are going through up there because you guys, it, it turns cold in like July, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm just being shithead here, but no, seriously, it's what is, what is the temperature up there like here? As of late. Yeah. I mean, you probably do Fahrenheit, right? I don't know what it yes, is. Fahrenheit, we do. But, um, like over Christmas, it was kind of flirting with minus 30 sort of thing. And yeah. I think minus 30 is the same yep. in uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius. So, wow, that's insane. Because <laughs> yeah. I know zero, zero Celsius is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. It's freezing. So, okay. wow. Yeah, we're 30 degrees Celsius below that. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now, I think it's like, it's probably like minus 20, though. So, yeah, it's a bit more mellow right now. Yeah, it's been, it's been super up and down, especially like, even just like at night, sometimes it's nicer than it is during the day, which is weird. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably one of those things where the wind's not blowing as much at night for some reason. Cause I know that's how it is yeah. here some days. Like the days will be absolutely brutal because there's a lot of wind and at night there's not. So weird shit. But you know, if, if it was around the neg 30 and now you're, you're having a little bit of a heat wave. Yeah, that's yeah. You, you can, can say call that. It that yeah. <laughs> Tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Contact. All right, Contact is like 
a band that I sort of started writing material for in 2019 or something like that. So I was living in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden, and I was playing, uh, like filling in um, in this band called uh, Mystique on bass. And um, me and the drummer from that band um, kind of decided we wanted to do our own thing. So I started writing some material like with this dude, Sven Nielsen. And um, I was supposed to like move to sweet like my visa ended. I was going to move back, but didn't happen. COVID, whatever. Um, so I just like decided to call up some old friends here and just see if they wanted to play on the album. So starting with Tanner, just um, started jamming the two of us, like working out material that, that I'd written before and called Matt, like Matt Reese from uh, from Traveler. And he was stoked on the material, which was surprising. And when he agreed to do it, I was super excited. And so he did the guitar solos. I guess it's an EP or an MLP or whatever. Um, yeah, so he really tied the whole thing together. But other than that, so it's just the three of us on that record. So it's me playing bass, vocals, and rhythm guitars. And then Matt's doing the solos and the tanners on drums here. Hell That's yeah. Right. You started it writing for this in 2019. How did the pandemic affect all of this? Because as it was last week, you guys put out the, the EP, whatever you want to call it. If it's on vinyl, I still call it an album for some reason. You'll, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll put that out and you actually had waited to put out the vinyl and everything together which yeah i mean everything's been delayed like crazy like we recorded it almost a year ago it's bordering on a year, <clears throat> right? this okay. March a year and um yeah and like i said the material's much older than that like to you sent that to me like ian sent it to me at least a year before that even and uh honestly like the, the pandemic from my point of view having not played music for a while was actually kind of nice because it allowed me to like become familiar with the material and we could take our time with it and like start jamming and, and eventually recording it and just knowing that we didn't have any you know deadlines or shows or anything coming up was really nice yeah we have no expectation like from the beginning had yeah. no expectations for this just like make it sound good like we recorded it ev ourselves in my basement Illegally, here uh we couldn't actually have that many people uh in a uh, house together unless you were you know yeah that's room. right i forgot about that we had like um a plan for like what we would say if the cops came to yeah. the door be like oh it's just like teaching a drum lesson or something yeah, I, no, I, I i was i was happy to do just about anything leaving the house wise but yeah it was extra fun breaking law to to record this yeah i think you can really hear it on the on the record <laughs> <It comes through. laughs> yeah definitely so that's an interesting concept and it's in itself right there because being in the in the states for myself we didn't have near as many people we'd have like four or five of us get together and we'd have like a game night once a week during during like pandemic you know where it was in its biggest thing where you're not really going out to places places are closed mm -hmm. but we didn't have like police coming around like was that actually a thing going on in canada it was um i think it pretty quickly they stopped enforcing it but i remember it being like hearing about it all the time it happened. that there was it was like a thousand dollar fine or something if you had wow if you had anybody over for a lot for a good one but it's while. not so much that like the cops were just patrolling up and down the block no. you'd have to be knocked out by somebody honestly yeah and like right. we kind of um went like tested it out a bit and like started jamming and nobody seemed to mind like my neighbors on the on one side at least is like super super cool so we didn't really we didn't have any problems it was more just be like if you were making enough noise to get attention and then someone was feeling like particularly shitty about it they would have pretty good reason to call the cops and they would actually probably be able to make it stop is basically the 
the extent of it. Yeah, okay. but going back to your um, your question about like how the pandemic affected it, like the pandemic, you know, I'm sure has affected everybody's bands to the, yeah. the maximum degree or whatever. But this band, because of it was just starting at that point, it's like the whole course of the band and who's in it and where it is is all dictated by the pandemic because it was going to be. I had a full lineup um, in Sweden, like ready to go, um, and I had a plane ticket, so I lived there from 2000. 18 to 2019 came back in like june or something wrote the material and then i was had a plane ticket for march 16th to 2020 to go and record the demo with spent and we had like a dude lined up already like it was happening and that was like pretty much the fuck like my flight was canceled like the day before like that was right when shit hit the fan like right to the day almost and so we were still planning on doing it whatever i bought a plane ticket for like a year later and on and on and like to the point where even when we had started recording it, like I still hadn't really talked to Sven and been like, this is like, we have to do this in Canada now. So it really changed. Like I put some, uh, some credits on the EP. Like the only people I think I thanked were just like the prospective Swedish band members that were supposed to be playing on it. Um, so it's, com- it's a completely different band because of that, but it's also cool because yeah, like I like where I'm from and I like, it's cool that Calgary now seems to have a bit of a reputation for, for metal because of Traveler and Ryan mm-hmm. City and whatever. So it's not like when I moved to Sweden, it was, it was in order to be part of like a music scene that was really happening that if you did something, you, you kind of get noticed. And, uh, now it's like that bands from Calgary are able to pull it off, to pull it off. Yeah. So, um, I still love like a, I can't wait to go back to Sweden and see my friends and stuff, but it's not like, you know, it feels good to be able to do stuff from home. So we've been threatened to be in a band together for on and off a decade. Yeah. Time. Like, so it's cool to actually like finally do it. Yeah. We've known each other for like over 10 years and this is our first time playing in a band together. So that's, yeah. nice. that's super cool. And, and that's always a great thing too. When you, when you can actually do that where, you know, you have a friend that you know and have been in bands for, you know, they've been in their deal. You've been in your deal. And it's like, what the fuck? Why don't we just play together? Or, you know, why don't we just try yeah. this out? Which is a cool thing as well. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, there's a level of trust there. Like, knowing obviously Ian's fucking history musically, I was like, well, there's no question there. It's more just like, will we gel? And, uh, like, build material work. And, like, it was extremely comfortable immediately. Like, we've been jamming on and off again, still through the pandemic and stuff, still. But it's like, uh, it, it feels extremely comfortable, even though we haven't played together until now. Yeah. And, and I mean, I like, I wrote all this stuff on my computer and, like, <laughs> programmed the drums and everything. And I was expecting Tanner to, like, you know, to change things up a lot. And like Sven originally was like, hey, I'll, I'll figure it out. Kind of, it was a lot more loosey goosey. And then when we started jamming, Tanner was like playing a lot of this stuff kind of verbatim. And it was like, well, I didn't realize like it just his chops that he was able to like actually play exactly what I had envisioned to me was just plus like, you know, I can play the drums and like I can play everything that I write. But when watching Tanner play it, he hits like 20 times harder than I do. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like watching a real drummer, you know, play. <laughs> right. And like, obviously I was like, Sven is one of my favorite drummers, like currently playing, you know, he plays in a band called Antichrist. He is insane. He's it's like, He's like one of the best drummers I've ever seen. And so I was, you know, to lose that guy was obviously a big bummer. And we're still like really good friends. But Tanner is like filling, filling the shoes. And it's, uh, I'm just stoked to like be friends with such talented people. Yeah. Totally. Understandable. That is super rad to have, like I said a minute ago, that 
that other person there that's just to me it always comes down to it's always those two guys in the band you know whether it be in the Beatles with John and Paul it's you know they were let's face it yeah they were the Beatles when it came down to a lot of shit Kiss, you know, Kiss is still uh, Gene and Paul, Metallica's Lars and James, you know, it's very much a two man show in most bands. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I was thinking about because we're kind of we kind of do the the Dark Throne thing in a way yeah, where we like we do everything ourselves and then kind of the other dudes have been so far have been like session guys because we're still like we have so much material that I've written to to get through that like we're not going to start writing as a band for another for a while yeah. <laughs> year or more definitely um yeah but definitely having a two-person unit like a, a string instrument player and a drummer like that's the most efficient yes unit for writing heavy for writing metal i think and practicing like you're talking about um paul and john as they're both like string players but i'm sure that they could play drums and yes whatever oh absolutely but it's also not a it's not a it's not a I don't know. Heavy metal is a very percussion based yes. genre. And like everything is about like I'll write songs and until they have drums with them, I don't know if the structure is working, if the tempo is like totally. even if the if the pre chorus will go into the chorus properly, I don't know until there's a Or maybe it's because there needs to be a specific type of fill that like makes that work and you don't know what that is yet. Yeah, exactly. It's like a puzzle yes. putting in putting the pieces together whereas the the Beatles songs is a, are a lot yeah I don't know those are the it's puzzle pieces style. that are in whatever the order they wanted them to be in <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that to distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. A second ago you said some things about not being able to write together for a good long while because you still had stuff that you've already written. Mm-hmm. And with you just releasing First Contact, are you going to release something else later this year as well? It's Well, it's possible. I mean, we're definitely going to record this year. We were planning on recording in the summer. Um, so doing like the first album, there's enough material for the first album 
not reusing any stuff from this. I mean, this was originally a demo, you know, but we kind of had the feeling that it was going to be like these days, if it's going to be picked up, they're going to press the vinyl of the demo anyways. So we did as like as good of a job as we could. Like that was my first time ever recording drums, but um, it sounds okay. Good enough to be physical. So we're going to record an an album that's probably going to be like 40 minutes long or something like that. And I think that'll use up all the material, but I don't know as far as it being released this year, like, you know, everything's, I hear the delays are even more insane than they were before. So unless we, unless we don't release it physically, everything's just going to be like a year or two delayed. So even if we record it now, it won't be out till next year. I'm sure. Definitely. And that's one of I was going to say it just further like reemphasizes like why we're not really in a rush to like, you know, like we want to stay diligent and, and work on this stuff and it's fun to do it. And we've been having a great time doing it, but it's really nice not having a deadline or any expectations on it, especially with how things are going. Yeah. Like I feel way worse for, for Matt and Traveler, like with all yes, these fucking tours that are, yeah, like they, people, they have demand and people want them to come there and they want to like, they want to be out on the road and they can't and they keep like rebooking and recanceling and it's a fucking nightmare. That's Whereas like worse. for us, nobody gives a shit. So <laughs> we'll just well, keep writing and making stuff. And then like maybe by the time the pandemic's done, if people want to book us, like I'm down to like, you know, do whatever with it. But we, there's no pressure and there's no like, we're not disappointing anybody by staying at home, you know? Well, I, I think it's a matter of knowing your market and knowing knowing what what you want to accomplish with it. Not necessarily that nobody's missing you or anything like that. It's because it's still very much at an early stage. Exactly, yeah. This is a first release for you guys, and that's something I've always tried to do with any band I've ever tried to get in outside of my, my own overload or anything like that, is... I don't want to release, you know, I don't want to go play shows first. I want to get everything together. I want to record this. I want to have albums in hand by the time we play a show. Uh, mm. Albums, yeah, shirts, exactly. uh, stickers, whatever. I think that's really where it's at for a lot of bands. Because if you have product that they can take home with them immediately, you you gain more fan base that way, I believe. Yeah, yeah keep the momentum up. And I mean... So it's been really nice, like having a fresh start because like Black Rat was my first band and like we did everything wrong. And, you know, we were teenagers when we started and and having an opportunity to like have a little bit more knowledge and and really build everything up appropriately and like and have like, you know, enough of a be established enough that we can get like our ideal label right off the bat and like all this stuff is is been it's been really helpful um but yeah i mean like starting something new it's this is the most fun time to be in a band is like when it's brand new and it's yeah. exciting and you're like oh what what kind of artwork are we going to use like what kind of what's the sh- the themes and like yeah. you know, all that stuff no expectations and just like an endless possibility space is always appealing Definitely. especially if you've been in for a while it's nice to yeah. break out of it whereas matt's writing traveler number three right now yep. and that's like the third album i think is the hardest that's the biggest hump to get over in my experience that's when, right it is pretty yeah, difficult album one is like it's usually like you have a demo and then you do a first album of stuff that you've already written and then the second album's usually written spontaneously right after the first one and flows you know 
logically from it. And then the third album's the kind of like, what the fuck do we do? Departure point, potentially, if not like kind of rigidly stick to what you were doing, which might also be a mistake. Yeah, that's like when you decide whether you're going to be a band that changes or a band that stays yeah. the same. Yeah. You know what Typically, I mean? Typically, that's usually how it ends up. If I'm thinking about some examples, like, I mean, like Voivod is a good example, I think. Of yeah. like like killing technology kind of the best case scenario actually of, of that like a uh, fork in the road i would say yeah right and then yeah i mean there's there's countless examples but i was talking to a friend of mine recently jacob from freeways about bands that stay to get stay the same versus bands that um that progress or like move in some sort of direction change their change form as they go on and he was saying like he thinks it takes more it like i don't know if i don't want to put words in his mouth but like he's more impressed by a band that can manage to stay consistent whereas i'm like i want to see bands change and not repeat themselves but in a way that still feels relevant like that to me is like mm-hmm. the pinnacle which is why like why voivod i think is like one of the best yes you know metal voivod bands. when you hear it regardless of what era it is yeah it's all right. it's all it's, and all my favorite bands have like have multiple eras you know like that are just as valid but are completely different definitely it's like staying the same but not it, you you have the idea the the mythos of the what core. yes the core yeah. of what is there but it's it grows and evolves as as they get older. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Judas Priest is that way. That yeah, that's a perfect example. Like you know, people argue about like you like seventies Priest or eighties Priest. It's like you obviously like both. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, or even nineties Priest. Uh, aside yeah. from yeah. aside from Ripper Owens, you know, yeah. you get yeah, like, yeah, pain, right. like Painkiller. You know, yeah. I mean, I would argue that Painkiller. I would argue the Painkiller is an eighties album. Though I heard this once that. That 1990 is like the most 80s year yeah. of all, <laughs> all time. Like the things that seem to be the most 80s are come from 1990, and I think that there's, you know, the 80s is a spirit. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, I could um, see that. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I also really like um, Scorpions, and they have a distinct 70s and 80s. You know, um, with Uli John Roth and Matthias Yobbs, that transition mm-hmm. of having like two distinct but relevant eras sort of thing. Definitely. One band that I think is kind of enig- enigmatic in that regard, that's like one of my favorite bands is Blue Oyster Cult. Um, in the sense that I don't, yeah, there's like this, there's like distinctively 80s Blue Oyster Cult albums, like the really AOR stuff like Club Ninja. But the transition from 70s to 80s to me isn't like as, as sharp as like with uh, with Priest or some other bands. Definitely. And it's like every they faded album into is it. Like, yeah, exactly. And every album is kind of its own thing, was well, very much its own thing yeah. to begin with, and is that, you know, you could make a compilation album with a bunch of different eras, and it, you could make it sound like a cohesive album because all the songs are like weird little journeys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, you know, one of my favorite albums of of Bloister Cults is Fire of Unknown Origin. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Which is like mm-hmm. 80, which is what, like 82? Yeah, it's 82. Yeah. And because, of course, I love Secret Treaties and I love the first album and everything, but it's yeah. so different compared yeah. to those. And Absolutely. But it doesn't, it doesn't like scream 80s to me either. Like it still mm-hmm. has the same like guitar textures and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think technology makes it different. I think the the mixing and mastering process yeah. is what makes that a different album. 
Mm. And I think it's like, the same way. Like burning with for the, you, if it was on Tyranny Mutation, you know what I mean? Right. Would be like with that production, it would be a pretty different song. Uh, yeah, be, be I would agree. And I mm. think like the production really changed on most albums around 1980 because yeah. you get look at 70s Motorhead, you know, Overkill, Bomber, uh, first album, and then you get to 80, which is Ace of Spades. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then Iron Fist after that. It's like the mm-hmm. production rapidly changed all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I wish I knew more about the actual gear that was being used. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, you hear it, but like I'm sure gearheads would know exactly, you know, what board they were using or whatever that made the difference. Blazer Cult's interesting in general for that though, because every album, like it feels like they made a conscious decision to not sound like the previous album. Or to right. like uh, to evolve from it. And that's interesting. I think that's the mm-hmm. same thing with like. Uh, I was just saying, especially on their later albums, like especially Firearm Unknown Origin and onwards. I feel like uh, was it was more maybe more conscious, but like even between the first like four or five albums, they sound like vastly like sometimes different bands even. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. So I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here. We're going to ask you guys some general profile questions about you guys as people. Because you know what? All these fucking pop stars out there, they get on fucking all these talk shows and everybody's so concerned about them. But you know what? <laughs> no, nobody asks us metalheads anything like this. So right. fuck them. Now we're going to ask you guys <laughs> some questions. How's that sound? All right. Lay it on me. Yeah. Right. Go for it, dude. What is your biggest fear? Oh, man. Jesus. Jesus? <laughs> so Jesus? fuck i don't know like that's so dark dude i don't know do we want to go there like reality like give me some time on that honestly 2021's been uh an introspective yeah we've been living through a lot of our biggest fears (laughs) right freezing to death maybe i've heard it's very painful i definitely the first thing that popped in my head was dementia yeah that's rough oh that's 
that's got to be one of the worst. I don't know, like any sort of like body horror scenario or I don't know, feeling of consciously like losing your mind or like, yeah. I don't know, you know, all the shit that people, I'm not like afraid of spiders or anything like that. Not really. I'm afraid of like black ice. I get vertigo uh, when I get too, uh, you know, high off the ground sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like it. I don't know. You're pretty high off the ground right now. I, think. <laughs> vertigo. I don't know, man. Like not, not being able to do the things I enjoy, I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm like, I, I just turned 30 and I'm getting, getting a bit older and like my, just my body started really shitting the bed this year. And like, fuck, I got to start like, I start like doing yoga and shit to just not be like in with playing guitar and stuff. Like I got to warm up my wrists, you know, for singing, I got to warm up my voice. That's been a big thing with this band. Like I got to dedicate time to warming up and like take care of myself. And I don't know if that's has nothing to do with your question, but (laughs) (laughs) no, it does. Well, wait until you're 40 though. (laughs) I'm sure 30 was bad. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah. it does. Uh, I just didn't like, yeah, fucking 30, just like, it's like a magic number, dude. Yeah. It's like, you hit that and you just feel like shit. And I'm sure it goes on and on. But for me, it was like, yeah, whew, Jesus. Definitely. Do you believe in paranormal? Yes mm. and no for me. I don't believe in like a lot of like the griftery kind of shit that they peddle and like TV and stuff like that. But like, aliens exist, right? Like, they do. Aliens exist for like, sure. For sure, they do. Like, that's fucking fact but not necessarily like little green men yeah like i don't know it's kind of maybe off brand for for me to say that i don't believe in <laughs> the aliens but uh <laughs> i mean i know for sure that aliens are out there and all that i don't know i'm pretty like scientific minded right i uh i'm like open to weird shit for sure as well like i haven't really had any experiences that i think like for sure that was a ghost or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I did have one kind of ghostly encounter one time. It was, I know that I was like kind of half asleep. So I think it was just that. But when I told people about it, they were like freaking out. I was like, ah, just like sleep paralysis or something. But, um, which is I don't know, I'm down as fuck too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think it explains a lot of the experiences people have had mm-hmm. of, of alien abduction and stuff like that. I think a lot of it is related to weird brain chemicals, like not shutting off when they're supposed to or whatever. It is fascinating to me that like, there's a shared consciousness though, of people that like d- who don't know what sleep paralysis is and then who suffer for it. And then when they look it up, it's like, Oh my God, the woman standing on my chest thing is like a very common thing. Yeah, it's totally. Like, like that's fast or like the three shadow figures yes, or whatever yeah. like it's how it's always the same or whatever. yeah that's super funny what was the first album you purchased with your own money so i actually was thinking about this the other day and i think i think i know the answer um and i'm pretty sure it was i don't know what record it was but it was a fat boy slim cd nice. when i was oh, like yeah. 12 or something so it's not a very impressive answer but i think that's and then after that, like, I don't have very good memory of like That's little records I, I bought. Say, I was like, I grew up with a dad who was way the fuck into music. And so I don't have a conscious memory of what like my first album would have been that I bought myself. Mm-hmm. Um, also being an only child, they, you know, they bought me a lot of music. Mm-hmm. They knew I was into music early on. So like, I would have no fucking clue. I definitely have a vivid memory of being at the Walmart and buying some 41's half hour of power. Oh, nice. Uh, which was an album that my parents did not want me to get. I think that was, that was one of mine too, for sure. And I also, I had two older brothers. So a lot of the music that mm-hmm. I can't remember if I bought it or if ah, you my brother bought it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely like the whole offspring discography up to the whatever album it was at the time. The generations. <laughs> um, but I, I do have a, a better story, like in terms of the heavy metal thing that's a little bit more relevant to what we play. Um, cause I, when I was 10, I got accept balls to the wall in my stocking. Fuck yeah. Nice. And my family is like, at, was at the time like super Catholic. Like, and that album cover, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was like my aunt, like, couldn't see the forest for the trees right. with the album cover. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, I, but I remember, so I got into all of my music pretty much through like snowboard and skateboard videos when I was a kid. Um, and I remember I heard Fast as a Shark in a snowboard video and I was like, I really liked sharks because I was a child yes. <laughs> and I was like, this band has a song about a shark and it's awesome. That's and I, cool. <laughs> so I asked for an accept CD and then it didn't have the shark song on it. So <laughs> I, I didn't get played for like, for probably, oh, I don't know, so five years or more that after that. Fun. But, um, that was definitely one of them. You know, that's one I of do the albums that I have on both vinyl and CD as well. Nice. I mean, that is a classic. Who's a musician that everyone likes but you? I'm like half tempted to say something controversial here. Yeah, go, go for <laughs> it. Like Megadeth, fuck Dave Mustaine. Oh, know. that's funny. I was I was gonna say Megadeth too, <laughs> um, but not. I mean, I don't. I don't hate them. I though. never got into Megadeth. They just weren't like I got into Slayer. Yes, I'm, I'm a Slayer man. Myself. And and Metallica, and then uh, I guess another Anthrax. good Anthrax yeah. would be another I, good I one. I mean, there's a sh- there's a shitload of like American thrash metal that I don't like. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was a lot of it that was shit. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess Dave but- Mustaine to me is just like like straight up. I don't know. Just like musically, he's gifted, of course. But like, just I don't like his voice. <laughs> don't like his lyrics very much. Well, just kind of honestly, I think if he did not need vocals to be considered, you know, a popular musician, he would not have them in the band. That band would be completely instrumental music if he could get away with the the selling the amount of albums that Megadeth has sold over the years. If none of them had any lyrics or any shit on there like that, he would be just Mm -hmm. fine with it because obviously... I would be too. (laughs) Right. But what I'm saying is, like, he is such a technical player on his own yeah. that if he didn't have to play rhythm, he he would be playing lead the entire time. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you guys are ta- like talking about the vocals because like I, I was going to say I never really got into Megadeth, but I did a little bit like in the last couple of years and um, I like the vocals and I really like, you know, I'm a fan of anybody that can't sing but does it anyways. True, yeah. Um, yeah. because I feel very, uh, also singing while playing spirit is with that. Like, of course, extremely difficult. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's not that I hate his vocals. It's just that, like, they're not my favorite thing. And if it weren't for, like, a handful of, like, amazing riffs and guitar solos, uh, like, kind of peppered throughout those albums, I, I just, I don't really feel the need to seek out Make Death, is all. Right. That's kind of, I don't feel strongly about them either way, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to keep thinking about that because I swear to God, there's an example. Of I guess Ghost at this point too. I mean, like we were saying, they're extremely popular, and I dug the first album uh, when it came out, but like I don't seek that. Yeah, album but I, I think that's a very like that's pretty easy yeah. common opinion though. Like, I think it's more controversial to say you do like Ghost at this point. It would be um, among like I don't know metal 
metal people or whatever. But I mean, I could I could say something way more controversial. Uh, <laughs> Let's get controversial. Uh, I don't know though. I mean, I don't feel very strongly about it. I think that I think that Iron Maiden continues to write solid records. But I was talking, was it maybe with you? Because Voivod is releasing a new record. Yes. And in my opinion, Voivod's material is of a higher quality than the new Iron Maiden material. That I, is my. Uh, yeah, I didn't really feel very strong. Not that you have to compare those things, but if we're trying to say something <laughs> that's going to get us blacklisted or something, <laughs> that we're never true. With that is made. that is my well, opinion. Yeah, we, we blew it. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. For the listeners out there, recommend an album or artist to get into, other than yourself, obviously. Just want to give shout-outs to everybody. Um, well, that'll come I'm gonna in say, just a second. Okay. I'm going to say Century from Sweden, like spelled like, you know, 20th century. Yeah. Um, that's a friend of mine, Stefan. He's a new band, and it's fucking killer. They're on Electric Assault Records gonna be doing a full length soon good homie good music it's like old swedish style you know all the swedish universe and gotham city and una quiz and all that good shit so that's one to check out for sure hell yeah uh i've been listening to a lot of hollis uh swedish uh like kind of traditional proto metal heavy metal prog metal kind of thing they're really good if you haven't heard that that's really killer stuff absolutely i'll uh, check it out i mean I've, I've been listening to a, a lot of country music lately. That's like my other big thing that I'm into. So, I mean, I don't know if your listeners like that sort of stuff, but there's been some good releases this year from uh, Vincent Neil Emerson and Sierra Farrell and others. Good. I don't know. I like it all. Right on. You know, I mean, I know a lot of metalheads still like a lot of country music. I'm a big classic country fan, like, you know, 50s. 67 uh, early 70s country music mm-hmm. like right as it's becoming out like original era outlaw country type stuff yeah yeah um, of course not like uh david allen co and shit like that the he's the chris holmes in my opinion of of country music yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point nailed it with that one right <laughs> uh, as always 
Links will be listed below. So give these guys a like, a share, and a follow. Go purchase the EP that has come out. It is limited to 100 mustard yellow copies and uh, 400 copies, it says, of straight-up black vinyl. Go buy this. Get it. Um, hopefully, hopefully you'll get to ship these out to people with all the... F- all the restrictions and shit that's been crazy uh yeah we haven't got our copies just yet but by the time this airs we probably will have right and canada post is always a bitch but i mean (laughs) yeah just be patient we also we got some shirts that are yeah yeah, they're sitting in my basement right now so we're gonna be we're gonna have some merch and goodies and stuff for people so really stoked on how those turned out Hell yeah. So again, always go give these guys a like, a share, and a follow. Go buy merch. Support these guys in any way you can. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go today? Yeah. I'm going to just shout-out some good old Canadian boys, and we're going to shout-out to Spell from Vancouver. Love Freeways from Ontario somewhere. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ocult Burial from Ottawa. Kushmar and Nick and Nick and Francois Temple of Mystery. Thank you so much. Fucking rights. Uh, Heloise and yep. Co. at uh, Cursed Ritual Cursed Records Ritual. doing Thank the tape. You. I think they're already sold out. By so. the way, those tapes are, yeah, they, they're real. They look awesome and they sound good too. Yeah, and just uh, cheers to everybody that's been paying attention and because it's it's pretty cool, man. Like we would we would be doing it anyways, but to have people that that are down for it is even better. So thank Hell you. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. Awesome. So last question of the day is. What album changed your life? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Bathory Hammerheart, probably, for me. I think that was that was my introduction to Bathory, and therefore, like, Extreme Metal, I think, in general, was through that record, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, other than, like, like Metallica and Maiden and stuff like that. But that was my in- introduction to, like, Underground. Um and then, you know, discovering the Bathory self-titled and then that might like, yeah, everything from from then on, that was kind of opened the floodgates for me. So probably that for me. Awesome. I, I don't know. You could kind of pick between any Thin Lizzy Boys recalled album to me, uh, Black Sabbath, but uh, like we were saying earlier, like any of those albums when I was growing up, I would have looked at it and been like, this changed I mean, life. your dad likes good shit. Oh, actually, I remember now. So, yeah, because you've been into like heavy rock music since you were like a toddler yes so for me i can i can kind of remember mine more clearly because my parents didn't like a lot of heavy rock but i I, now that i'm thinking about it um deep purple machine head hell yeah was the first like it was the first record that i heard that i still listen to Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense hell yeah um and my dad had the cd in his truck and i remember always like requesting that we listen to that so that that definitely kind of got things going for me and my dad was a was a pipe organ like a church pipe organist and so me and him actually like would jam like deep purple stuff when i was a little like playing guitar and and he would play the organ um yeah that album had a huge effect on me for sure great choices you know and i think that's again where it is all rooted with bands like what we were just saying, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Blue Oyster Cult, mm-hmm. Thin Lizzy, in my instance, Motorhead. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that wave of music from, you know, that was, you know, you can say 67-ish 
to to 79 that just like was insanely wow you know you, you almost mm-hmm. because for me i know a lot of people go to like to jailbreak but i like uh fighting but then lizzie as yeah. you know oh hell yeah it's it's something that's completely different and i think it's you know rad shit as well yeah i mean if we're talking thin lizzie dude like that's another band with an insane discography yeah. like Johnny the Fox is probably my like yeah actual go to. I don't know, like fuck it, this Ren- month. Renegade, like Black Rose is like is my all time. Yeah. but that's another band that changes yep. week to week yes. sort of thing. It's I've actually been on a jailbreak kick now. But yeah, same with Sabbath, same with them, Lizzie, same with Led Zeppelin, same with like all of that shit. Like, yeah, they're gifts like, that which, keep on which giving. Band do, or which album do you want to listen to today? Yeah. Hell yeah, guys. Dudes, thank you all so much for coming into the Metal Forge this week. This has been awesome. It's been a great conversation. And I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you guys play live soon. Us too. Fucking rights, buddy. It'd be amazing. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Dude, seriously, thank you all so much. Off of the EP, what are we going to leave out with us today? Uh, I'm going to say I'm gonna say Devil and Iron. Yeah, sure. We made a video for that in my basement, so <laughs> on my phone. So go to YouTube go to and look YouTube. at the video com. of that. Uh, yes definitely (laughs) click the video link in the description below and check it out as you heard these guys this is the devil in iron
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.